Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie, and I am your host. Interesting fact, uh, one of two things happens as soon as I hear the intro music for this podcast. One, my mouth goes dry, and it makes it very difficult to talk. Or two, my tongue starts to itch like I'm allergic to the microphone. So, yeah, it gets better as the show goes on. But just, you know, I still get nervous before doing the show, recording the show. So it takes a minute to get settled in. We're going to skip the thing that I like this week and go right to the people that I like, and those are the Patreon supporters. In no particular order, I would like to thank Chip, Mark, Ian, Don, Chris, Nate, Dale, Leon, James from Canada, James from the United States, Cameron, John, and Sierra, Sierra, my kid, I can't pronounce her name, Sierra, for supporting the show. I really appreciate it. Your patronage allows me to experiment with some things to make the show better. Uh, I think the biggest upgrade that we've done this year is adding the universal audio arrow. Once I figured out how to use this thing, I think the audio quality has gone up significantly. I've also added some, oh, I'm blanking, uh, plugins to the Hindenburg app that I use to record on to kind of enhance my voice and lower some of the room noise because the room that I record in is not a treated room. It's It's got tile floors, bare walls, you know, everything that's bad for recording audio, this room has it. So I've been able to hide some of that through some of the plugins I've purchased. All the money from Patreon goes right back into the show. None of it goes into my own pocket for my own personal expenses. I have a job. My wife has a job. We have good jobs. I am not looking to make this my career. This is something that I love to do, but a little bit of help with the show is always appreciated. I want to thank the patrons again for supporting the show because it is making the show better. And if you look at where we were when we first started out with episode one and the quality all the way up to episode 164, which is where we are now, night and day, like it was awful quality. Anyway, you're you're making a difference, and I appreciate it. I'll just ramble all day long about how much I appreciate you guys. If you would like to support the show, go to patreon.com forward slash kilowatt or supportkilowatt.com. I got rid of the $3 tier, so there's a $1 tier where you get access to the Patreon feed, which is a slightly longer version of this show, and then anything extra that I post on the Patreon, you get access to that. And then that's at the $1 level. And then there's the $5 level, which is access to the feed, 
you get Slack access and a kilowatt sticker and a thank you note from me. You also get that at the kilowatt sticker and the thank you note. You also get that at the $1 level as well. All right. So let's go through a quick note here before we jump right into the show. Tesla released their Q3 2019 production and delivery numbers. Now, last week was a pre-recorded show, so I didn't get a chance to talk about those numbers on the show. But I did write a Patreon post, and you can go to, again, supportkilowatt.com, and you can read it because I made it publicly available for everybody. So if you want to check those numbers out and the breakdown, go and I broke it down from Q1 all 2019 to Q3 2019. So if you'd like to see that breakdown, go to supportkilowatt.com, and you can take a peek at it. It's Like I said, it's it's available for everybody. And let's move on. The Patreon exclusive stories that we have this week, uh, we're going to talk about uh, Australia and microgrids. We're going to talk about what people want in EVs. And finally, we're going to talk about some new battery technology that's really promising. Our first article comes from Green Car Reports. Brian, excuse me, Byron Hurd. This was recommended by Patreon supporter John. Washington State is charging hybrid owners a $75 annual vehicle registration fee to help pay for Washington's EV infrastructure and fund tax breaks for the new for new EVs under $45,000 or used EVs under $30,000. So their goal is to have an EV charging station every 40 to 70 miles on major highways. This sounds kind of familiar. Europe is trying to do something similar or is doing something similar. You know what? I applaud Washington for trying something new. It does seem unfair to target hybrid owners, however, because, you know, they're paying gas tax because they're a hybrid and then they're paying an additional $75 fee. Why not just reduce the annual fee to something like $30 and charge ICE hybrid and EV owners equally? I honestly, I believe you'll get way more money, first of all. And second of all, um, what does Washington have against hybrids? I don't, I don't understand. Our next story comes from Joey Klinder of Teslarati. Rivian is hosting an open house near their normal Illinois production plant. It won't be at the plant. It's near the plant. Members of the public will get a chance to chat with Rivian employees. The event will take place between 1 and 4 p.m. on October 13th. I'm also sure that, you know, they'll have at least the pickup truck there to look at and maybe the SUV as well. We have another Rivian story, and this one comes from E4Electric. Rivian is considering a subscription-based option for their SUV and pickups. RJ Scaringe mentioned it to investors. There, no other information was given. It's not a lease, and I'm sure it's not cheap because it'll probably include you know, insurance, maintenance, and that kind of thing. To be honest, I'm not really a fan of subscription services as it pertains to automobiles. But I'll keep an open mind, and we'll see where this goes. Because right now, it's just you know, rumor. Autoblog, Jonathan Ramsey, Lucid Motors is breaking ground on its manufacturing plant in Casa Grande, Arizona. To get started, they're going to build an 82,000 square foot manufacturing plant. And like I said, that's just to get them up and running. The completed plant will be much larger than that, 21 million square feet, and will sit on 500 acres and take six years to complete. Lucid expects the first Lucid Air to come off the line sometime before 2021. I would expect that we don't see that until sometime after 2021, if I'm being honest. Initially, Lucid Motors will employ 745 employees, 
And when the factory is fully up and running by 2022, they will have 2,000 employees. So a pretty big employer here in Arizona. Ultimately, Lucid expects to enter to produce, excuse me, 130,000 vehicles per year. I can't wait to see the Lucid Air out in the wild. I've sat in this car. I've talked to the folks who are working on this vehicle, and they're really nice people, and I want to see it succeed. And it's a nice car. It's beautiful on the inside. They will have a expensive version, which is somewhere in the $100,000 range, I think. And then they'll have an inexpensive version that's in the $60,000 range. Fred Lambert has our next story. Electrify America will offer an L2 home charger for $500. This can be mounted inside or outside. It has a colored light to indicate its charging status. Comes equipped with Wi-Fi and a three-year warranty. Just as some comparison, the Tesla home charger is also $500. So the Electrify America charger seems to be pretty comparable. Ronan Glan has our next story from Autoblog. He actually has our next two stories. Audi will build three EVs on, based on the MEB platform developed by Volkswagen. So the ID3 was built on the MEB platform. Audi is bringing 20 new EVs to market by 2025. Now, along those same lines, VW Group is producing a platform for high-end EVs like the Audi e-tron or the Porsche Taycan. The platform will be called the Premium Platform Electric and will be used for a wide variety of VW Group models as well as auto other automakers. No word on which automakers may take part in the PPE platform. We know that Ford and VW have some sort of partnership with the MEB platform. I wonder if they'll use the PPE platform for their more luxury brands like Lincoln, for instance. Our next story comes from Steve Hanley, Clean Technica, and Inside EV's Mark Kane. We have some updated information on the Polestar 2. So it's listed as a five-door sedan slash crossover. You know, you got to count the hatchback as a door, I guess. It goes 0 to 100 kilometers an hour or 0 to 62 miles per hour in 4.7 seconds. It'll be dual motor all-wheel drive. It'll have a 78-kilowatt-hour battery pack or a 72-kilowatt-hour battery pack if you're in China. It'll have a range of 500 kilometers of the WLTP standard or 275 miles with the EPA, which is what we use here in the United States. Have an optional panoramic roof, and it'll have driver safety features with pilot assist, which I'm assuming is going to be similar to autopilot. So we have under the pilot assist package, we have adaptive cruise control, blind spot information system with steering assist, cross traffic alert with brake support, rear collision warning and mitigation, collision avoidance and mitigation by braking and steering, run off the road mitigation, forward collision warning, lane keeping aid, road sign information, speed limiter, driver alert control, post-impact braking. There's cameras and sensors all the way around the vehicle that's included, and you can connect to Homelink if you so choose. Polestar is also offering a plus package. I'm not going to go through all that stuff, but it offers things like a panoramic sunroof, heated wiper blades, and you know heated seats and steering wheels and that kind of thing. 
They have a unique infotainment system, and I haven't really seen much on this, but it's an Android automotive OS infotainment system, which leads me to believe that there will be no CarPlay if you're an Apple user. We do have some pricing information. It'll be 49,900 pounds or 58,000 euros or 63,000 US dollars. However, because the Polestar is built in China, there's a really good chance that tariffs will affect the price uh, when it comes to the United States. Polestar is looking to start deliveries sometime in 2020. So that's that's pretty excited. I am very high on the Polestar. I think it's a great looking car, that along with the Byton M Byte and the Lucid Air, all these vehicles. Uh, it's good to have them in the EV ecosystem. Our next story is kind of a just like a little note. Tesla Sentry Mode is paying off for Tesla owners. Because of the vehicle's cameras, police have actually found people who have done damage to the car in some way. So whether that be keying the car or a motorcyclist knocked off a mirror on one of the cars, the police were actually able to find these people. And Tesla is now offering 72 hours of cloud backup of the videos collected by Sentry Mode. So if you didn't notice that your car got keyed or damaged in some way, you can... You know, you have 72 hours to go back and, and find out what happened. Simon Alvarez has our next story. Tesla will start Model 3 production this month, according to sources in China at Gigafactory 3. How many they will produce before the end of the year is unclear. But at least they're, you know, they're producing cars. So good for them. Fred Lambert of Electric. Which Tesla paint colors have the best resale value? So for the Model S, the best resale value is red, white, or silver. And the worst resale value is brown, gray, or green. So if you're looking for a Tesla and you don't mind brown, gray, or green, you could probably get a little bit better deal on your car. A used one anyway. Model X, the best color is white, black, and gray. And the worst colors are blue, red, and silver, which is interesting because Tesla's kind of known for that really pretty red that they do. The Model 3 is too new, so we really didn't have any data on that. Teslarati, Joey Klinder. We talked about Tesla installing speakers in their vehicles to alert pedestrians that a vehicle is bearing down on them. This is required for all the EVs by September 2020 as per the Pedestrian Enhancement Safety Act. I'm going to go on a rant real quick. I'm still hearing people from the Tesla community saying that Tesla's safety features are so good that Tesla should be exempt from having to play a sound when traveling under 18.6 miles an hour or 30 kilometers an hour. This is, to be quite honest, irresponsible. It's ignorant and it's just general dumbassery. This is a safety feature for pedestrians. It doesn't matter how good a vehicle's safety features are. This is to give someone a heads up that there is a car like coming around a corner or there's a car sneaking up behind them. It's not for the people who own the car. It's for the people who might get hit by the car. And if somebody gets hit by a car at nearly 20 miles an hour, that's going to hurt. At, at, at its best, that's going to hurt. At its worst, it's going to cause a serious injury. Death is unlikely, but it could happen if you look at populations like children or the elder, elderly. Not to mention people with low sight or no sight. 
that definitely would be a benefit for them to know that a vehicle was coming their way. Emergency responders, I've told this story before, but I was on an emergency scene and a Prius snuck up right behind me is when the Priuses were still new sometime around 2000, like 2003, something like that. I can't remember exactly what it was. And I, I was shocked that there was a car within feet of me and I was busy doing something else and I didn't even, it didn't click in my brain that there was a vehicle sneaking up on me. Now, granted, the driver was paying attention and had no intention of hitting me, but it doesn't matter. Scared the living daylights out of me. And when it comes to pedestrian safety, we shouldn't be minimizing that just because a certain car company has certain safety features. It's not good enough, no matter how good you think Tesla's safety features are, it's still not good enough. Ran over back to the story. Tesla is adding a directional horn system to its cars. So if you have somebody tailgating you, you can actually honk your horn from the rear speaker. Tesla is also releasing a nice variety of sounds to alert pedestrians of the car's presence, uh, like coconuts a la Monty Python, Quest for the Holy Grail, there's some toilet humor sounds, goat noises, maybe. Tesla is also considering letting people upload their own noises. And um, while this could be very amusing, it could also be dangerous because people, as a general rule, are stupid. And I'm including myself in that, like we all are. We all have moments that we think are going to be great, and we end up looking stupid. But this is another example of Tesla implementing customer requests in a very short time and overall making their cars more fun. I think that's awesome. Our next story comes from Fred Lambert of Electric Reuters and Deshot J. Ferris of Teslarati. Tesla owners have used this smart summon feature over half a million times. Half a million times in just a few days. God only knows what the number is up to today because this article is a few days old. There have been a few minor low impact accidents, some near misses that the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration is looking into. But honestly, when you introduce a feature like this, you're going to have buffoons who are going to push the limits or use this feature in a way that it wasn't intended to be used. And I'm not saying that every smart summon accident was because someone was misusing the feature. I'm just saying there are people out there who are going to misuse the feature. Tesla does say that users should have a clear line of sight of their vehicle and owners should be aware of the surroundings while operating in smart summon mode. Honestly, Tesla had to know that some people were going to abuse this feature and push the limits. Really, what they should have done is they should have had Elon go on some talk show, whether it be a morning talk show or evening talk show, it really doesn't matter, hanging out with Gail King and explain what Tesla summon feature, what it is and what it isn't and how it's supposed to be used and how it's not supposed to be used. And then they set the expectations for users and the general public. And also it helps them avoid headlines like this. Tesla smart summon feature is causing parking lot chaos. So I'm gonna play you an audio clip and it's about two minutes long of uh, the menace that is Tesla summon. For Tesla, the ride of the future may have just hit a pothole. This morning, videos of the car company's autonomous feature oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. failing and fueling online criticism. Jeez, what's the deal? Tesla's smart summon promises to allow your car to drive to you or a location of your choosing from 200 feet away with no one behind the wheel as long as the car is in sight. Eager drivers summoning their cars in public parking lots against recommendations with motorists shocked by near misses. <sighs> 
costly clips and potentially dangerous crashes. Uh, With the touch of a button, the car should be able to pull out of a parking spot, stop if necessary, avoid all obstacles, and pull up right next to you. But with startled pedestrians chasing after empty vehicles... Tesla's latest cutting-edge software is driving concern into high gear again. Alarming videos continue to surface of motorists apparently in autopilot asleep behind the wheel of speeding vehicles from Massachusetts to California. With Tesla imploring drivers in autopilot to follow the rules of the road, for those using Smart Summon, the company says you are still responsible for your car and must monitor it and its surroundings at all times. But with some drivers having to pump the brakes on the new feature, Tesla is already on a bumpy road. We reached out to Tesla for comment, but Tesla did not respond. And it's important to point out that Tesla's smart summon is a beta feature, meaning the software is still technically not finished and can still be refined over time. Wait, what? So it's it's in beta, but people like anyone can do it? It's, it's being downloaded by, by anyone who has the self-driving software. It's a pretty cool feature. I mean, you literally push your iPhone, you hold a button in the Tesla app, and the car will come to you. But as we've seen, there have been issues, guys. Yeah, because your legs yeah. have stopped working, you can't walk 200 <laughs> feet to a parking space. At least they mentioned that it was in beta, briefly mentioned that this feature is in beta. He also mentioned that if you hold your hand on the button in the app that the car will come to you. What he did not mention is if you pick your finger up off of that button, the car will stop. Now, this smart summon feature needs a lot of work. I've seen some pretty hilarious videos online, but on the other side, I don't think it's as bad as they're portraying it in this. And to Mr. Roker, Mr. Al Roker, there are people who have difficulty walking 200 feet. Let's listen to Al Roker's comments again. Yeah, because your legs have stopped working, you can't walk 200 (laughs) feet to a parking space. Here's a newsflash. There are lots of people out in the world who either have a hard time getting around or they can't walk at all and they're reliant on a wheelchair, but they can still drive their car. They're not being lazy. That's just the circumstances of how their life is. On the flip side, let's talk about somebody who may be working late and they don't want to walk out into a dark parking lot because they don't know who's out there, what's out there, and they're concerned about their safety. When I was a kid, my mom worked um, at Nordstrom's, and it was either her or someone else she worked with. I can't quite remember because I was young. Somebody was hiding underneath their car and actually grabbed their leg. Now, why do I remember this? Because, uh, first of all, I thought it was a monster when I was little. I thought a monster grabbed them. Uh, But second of all, my dad would go and pick my mom up. My dad would wake us up. My mom got off nine ten o'clock something like that i remember it was still dark outside my and so you know my dad would take us and we'd pick my mom up we'd go home and my sister and i would go back to bed yeah again i don't think al roker's trying to be insensitive here i just think he's trying to you know further sensationalize the story and uh it's a new technology and you know he gets some laughs for calling people lazy Here's another headline that I wrote down here that's not favorable to Tesla Summon. Consumer Reports called the feature glitchy and a science experiment, which I will say, you know, some of that might be true. 
some people on Reddit have suggested that Tesla should use the speakers outside of the car to notify pedestrians that the car is in smart summon mode. Normally, a pedestrian and a driver are able to use nonverbal communication to declare intent. You know, that's eye contact and hand signals. When a pedestrian comes into contact with a driverless car, it's impossible for the pedestrian to know the car's intent. Allowing the driver to somehow communicate with the pedestrian so that everybody kind of understands each other and keeps you know everyone safe that that's a win-win and i'm sure tesla could do that easily i know i'm repeating myself here but this would have gone so much more uh smooth of a rollout if tesla would have got out ahead of these stories and basically said this is the tesla summon feature this is how it's supposed to be used this is how it's supposed to work when they finally release the feature, the public kind of has a clue as to one, how it's going to work, and two, whether or not the person using smart summing is abusing that feature. Overall, I'm high on this feature. I think that it's going to push self-driving vehicles forward. Think about all of the the data that Tesla is collecting when someone uses smart summon. It's an, an immense amount of data, especially at over half a million uses to this point, and more than that probably. Um, what I'm not okay is people using this feature other than as it was intended by Tesla and you know just doing stupid things and putting other people at risk. It would be difficult to get hurt at two miles an hour, but I don't want to get hit by a car going two miles an hour or 90 miles an hour i don't want to get hit by the car period so all right eric loveday from inside evs has our next story a black tesla model y has been seen in the wild now the car is blacked out so it's really difficult to get a gauge on what the car actually looks like which i'm sure is intentional but let's talk about what we know about the model y the production will begin in late 2020 Production for the base model, which is the more affordable model, will begin sometime in early 2021. The price will range from $39,000 to $75,500. China and Europe will get the Model Y 6 to 12 months after the United States, and my guess is right-hand drive countries won't see the car for another one to one and a half years after that. Uh, there is a seven seat option range will start at 230 miles which is 370 kilometers or 300 miles which is 483 kilometers tesla has confirmed that the tesla pickup truck event is still planned for november so hopefully we'll see a bit more of the model y at that event that would be nice fred lambert of electric Back in May, Tesla released a software update that reduced the range of Model S's and X's with an 85-kilowatt-hour battery. Uh, we've talked about this story several times. Model S owner David Rasmussen noticed that his 2014 Model S lost about 30 miles of range after performing the software update. Now, I'm not going to go into all the details of Rasmussen's complaint because we've talked about it three or four times on this podcast already, but he did file a class action lawsuit against Tesla. He also placed a complaint with the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration, and the NHTSA is now investigating the issue to see if the battery pack issue would require a recall. When it comes to safety, I'm all in on investigating any potential defects that could get somebody hurt or killed. So I think this is actually good news. Our next story comes from three different sources. Green Car Reports, Brian Hurd, Fred Lambert of Electric, and Simon Alvarez of Tesla Roddy. 
we're going to talk about some recent Tesla acquisitions. Tesla has acquired a Canadian battery manufacturer called High Bar Systems. High Bar started in the 1970s. It has it is heavily invested in China and has manufacturing plants all over the world. So when this story popped up, a lot of people were saying, "Oh, Tesla's going to build its own batteries." And you know what? Maybe that's true because it makes a lot of sense. Don't really have much more to say on that. Tesla also acquired DeepScale, computer vision startup company. In a nutshell, it sounds like DeepScale is going to be used to help full self-driving process information more efficiently. So that's what it sounds like. All right, that's the end of the show. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening. I really appreciate it. If you want to email me, go to, uh, go to your email and then type in Bodie, B-O-D-I-E, at 918digital.com. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can. It's 918digital.com. You can also DM me there if you so choose. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. I really appreciate it. I hope you have a great week, and I will see you next Friday. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, my name is Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic, and I'm excited to talk to you about Club Med. Club Med operates beach and mountain resorts and is the best all-inclusive getaway for families. They have Club Med Punta Cana, their flagship family resort, and many other options in Mexico, the Caribbean, and around the world. Club Med are the pioneers of the all-inclusive concept, which is the best way to vacation. Great for families, groups, or even solo travelers looking for land and water sports, delicious food and a place to make unforgettable memories. Visit clubmed.us, call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor.